Look in, uh, you accept that. Uh, uh, look into it means you, uh, you reflect it. You, you, what you a mirror reflects. This is what you are. This is your new self. When you find this new self, you walk in it. Uh, in walking in it, it changes your conversation. Uh, you want new things, you interest to devolve your, uh, your, 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 your occupied interest, and it changes your habits. Um, in, in your life in the world, uh, it changes your your attitude of service. Uh, that you're, you're something in you wants to help and bless those who are in need. And this is practical Christianity. Uh, James, I take it, uh, has to write these things because somebody has to say them in practical uh, out, uh, uh, outworking. Uh, Paul does incidentally, of course, he uh, talks about husbands, wives, servants, and so on, and uh, Peter. They, to some extent, do, but uh, James hammers on this. This is his message. It has a, a, a totally practical outworking, and it's a faith, when it, it's a real living faith, when it has this practical outworking. Now, of course, that could run us if we didn't know better in the bondage. It doesn't run us in bondage if we know the law of liberty. It does run you, as we see in the bondage, when there are two, well, I ought to be that and I'm not. That's what the rest of we've already seen. But wisdom, I ought to, uh, uh, I ought to know what I do and I'm all fussed up. Um, but, uh, therefore, it doesn't put you in bondage when you know it, because you say, this is what I am. Don't say what I ought to be. This is what I am, this is what's happening. And where it doesn't happen, catch yourself up again, that's all. Say, oh, I slipped a moment, okay, that's what I am. Don't say that's what I am, that. No. So I was tempted to have a double mind about, no, I don't take that. God give me his wisdom. So you keep on the I am level. That's this life, the we are level. The Christ, the we are one. This is the secret. And, um, uh, but uh, his job is uh, not saying too much about that. Other people said that, except to present it in his perfection and say, now this is how it works out. Then he goes the next, first part of the next chapter, into this question, I don't know whether it's one that concerns us too much, of uh, class distinction in, in, among brethren. That doesn't mean you don't respect people in their, in, their, in their titles. You respect a president, not because he's Mr. So-and-so, because he's Mr. President. That's why we have a very good title here, Mr. President. You don't respect Mr. Ford or Mr. Carter as such. It helps very much, you can respect them. We respect Mr. President. That's right. That's not, that's not a wrong character of respect. We give honor to one of his Jews. The Bible says that. Uh, fear God, honor the kings, but you're foolish and you'll never king. It's your fault. But uh, you have presidents and things instead. Uh, but you, you honor what you got. That's all right. That's not this at all. That's the right form because you're not honoring the person, you're honoring the office. But there's another way. Uh, uh, we have, in God's kingdom, we don't see offices. I might be respected in church at some too much, often given the elders and so on. We're getting out of that good year, I hope, today, when we're all brothers. Um, little respect, maybe, but not too much. Uh, is that right, brother? But, uh, <laughs> I'm teasing. But um, uh, I don't know where this comes in. The past, they can tell better than I can. Well, there is this, uh, beware against honouring too much because you've got wealth and position and family and influence. And let uh, that, that poor fellow, they call it, used to be in slave days, we were up, up in uh, Bermuda days ago, we were seeing the original Church of England there with the galleries, you know, where the slaves were allowed and all that business. Um, and, um, uh, uh, so that's, uh, uh, but uh, I tried, uh, that day has gone a good deal, 
possibly gone more in this country than Britain, to which I belong. But it is raised here as a question. Um, to watch against, uh, maybe pastors need to, maybe those are, that there isn't some special request, respect you because he's got the money, because he has the influence, because he's the old friend, because he's so and so. And uh, there isn't the same honour respect for everybody equally being sons of God given to the other who hasn't got those things. It fits a little with that self-image we had. Keep up your self-image. Put it down if you've got uh, some ideas of your own values on earth, put them out. Uh, or come, come up if, you, if you've got a low idea of yourself and you should have a, a higher one than Son of God. And here it is related to other people. Uh, so he speaks about that. Um, Evidently there was quite a thing in those days. It comes up several times over about riches. The danger of riches. It's quite something. It's quite a social touch in this um, uh, letter. As Jesus had too. Basically for the poor. Um, uh, and so he brings it up, brings it up here, um, and uh, say, uh, speaks about how the rich uh, of, um, misuse the poor. Didn't so much have been so. We've had that, of course. We've had slave days. We've had sweated labour days. We've gradually come out of sweated, sweated labour days. We've had uh, um, race slavery days, and so on. But we're coming out of it. But we've always more to go. And it's important to ask questions in the way these things aren't there. Um, and that's where he says, now don't, now remember, he says, um, the law of scriptures, you love neighbours yourself. That's the law. Um, that means you love your neighbour. You see, when I really see it, we're all one person. I am you. When I really see to the whole universe is one, and I am everything, and everything's me. It's a, a great mystery there. We haven't penetrated very far. Everything's one. I think as we understand science, we understand every thought we have touches a star. We can't understand that. We've got the speed of things have begun to touch us. We've got some idea of the speed of things, the speed of light and so on. Even that's only on the, uh, in the third dimension. The speed of light is only 186,000 miles a second. Well, that's, that's peanuts in eternity. That's only in the third dimension. Fourth dimension. The nearest we get to the mind, the mind is the place of the moment. That's the nearest we get to the fourth dimension of being. You can be here, be there in a second. Where that happens with us as a whole, whole new men and new dimension, we are there like that. Um, uh, like Jesus, I'm saying, walking on the water and uh, a few things every now and then, the appearances and disappearances. Um, but uh, I'm trying to say, uh, there's a secret we've hardly begun to learn. We are actually are each other. Because all is one. That's a great help to understand. That's what Jesus said. You love your neighbor as being yourself. You love your neighbor as yourself. And of course, Jesus put, put in the terms, he says, if you don't visit prison, you don't visit me. You don't feed the hungry, you don't feed me. Don't clothe the naked, don't clothe me. And there are several of those instances in Scripture, of course, like uh, at the road to Damascus. Why persecutes are me? But Paul persecuted them and imprisoned and slaughtered the Christians, not Christ. But Christ and the Christians are one. So if they did that, Christ, as Christians did to Christ. So if I can begin to catch that, I'm very dimly catching it. I'm you. Now that's just my judgmentalism, because I never judge myself. I'm always nice to myself, I'm nicer to you. So, I, I, so I, if I'm as nice to you as I am to myself, I'd be pretty nice. Excuse me? When I really see that, it stops me. I do catch every now and say, wait a minute, I'm, I'm that person. Wait a minute, I'm that person. See from that point of view. Don't judge them. Take them as they are. That's what they're meant to be at the moment. And, uh, 
it may have those effects on them, but they're God's sons and I'm God's. And, and, uh, and I'm with God now and moving in until he gets them to know they're his sons, they get that as I know I'm his son. Now that's the royal law. And of course, the moment you say, oh, uh, give us something back, but that's an important person here in the important place in the, in the fellowship. You're, you're, you're not loving him uh, as you're loving other neighbour. You're um, loving him uh, not just as a, a common self, but as a special person. He said, that's him. And that's why he says, don't kid yourself, all sins are like. Um, he says, uh, if you have respect to a person, you commit a sin. And you're convinced of the law as a transgressor. And then he adds, he's, he's sharp. He says, uh, law, any lawyer will tell you, um, if you keep the whole law to any one point, you're guilty of all. You're simply guilty of the broken law. Uh, therefore, he says, um, uh, 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 the person who said don't commit adultery also said don't kill. Uh, but if you commit adultery, commit no adultery, do kill, you're still process of the law. And so he says, so speak and so do as those are judged by that law of liberty. So he says, uh, that's something for me to learn. Uh, a physical adulterer isn't worse than me when I'm saying unpleasant things about people. That's something, isn't it? That in God's sight, um, uh, uh, the expression of our attitudes and what may seem minor matters in God's sight, just as heinous as the murderer or the adulterer. That may help us to take some judge judgmentalism off. Um, so he says, your standard is a perfect, your judgment is a perfect law of liberty. Judge just means God saves things from outside. It means that shows, that shows you what, it helps you. That's, that's, that's what you are. Come back, come back. Isn't, judgment isn't some awful thing, God's up here, ooh, I'm going to show you what you are. It's God's mercy saying, I come up, you sit a moment, okay. This is the law, this perfect love, which, uh, which is um, God, uh, you know, is in everybody, and for everybody in, in this oneness. And this is the law, operating on the level of it. And so if you sit, come up, take the judgment. Take that you understand, the law of liberty. Um, and uh, this is where he he brings in this um, uh, this uh, famous uh, passage um, uh, uh, that uh, faith is works. Um, uh, Paul couldn't say that because Paul had to contest, had to combat false works. So we build we build life on works, self works. We carry that self works right into our, our early Christian life. We try to uh, fight them, uh, but we're conscious of self works. Um, and Paul had to uh, help them see that's the thing that's gone out. Um, and the law, that kind of law, which, which uh, was there to oppose me, to make me know I wasn't one, I was, that's gone out. Why is it gone out? Because it's come in. The law that has been crucified in the cross of Christ. I've been resurrected as me. I'm that law now. So I'm a fight. It's fine. I'm free of the minute. Uh, which came to me as an enemy when he said, tell me what I couldn't do, didn't want to do. Uh, and made me guilty. And now Jesus Christ wiped out the, the guilt and the law. And the whole thing went out. Not uh, that, he, that the, uh, the law might go, come from outside into inside. I'm the law. And function as such. Therefore James could say, now then, you're the law now. Now, uh, uh, faith is, is operating on, on, the, on a given level. You're, you're functioning on a given level. Faith is, faith is being. It's mo you moved in some ways, you're being. The whole idea uh, has to go of faith as some kind of intellectual theory. Uh, this is a place where it differentiates between believing and, and, and faith. 
Uh, here it distinctly says you can believe and not have it. Because this is where he says, um, you believe as one God, you do well, the devils also believe and tremble. So it makes a differentiation in Scripture between believing in the sense, really, I'm saying I'm believing something, it's just, well, I say I believe it. Um, but uh, uh, faith is, uh, that's just an agency. Faith is a whole being involved in something. Faith is involved. All life is faith. And all, and all faith is works. As I illustrated, you, we are here functioning this weekend in works because it's our faith functioning, our faith, by our faith we came here now, our faith in works. It's functioning in our cooperation and fellowship and food and everything else is going. This is, faith it always works. Works from the level of the faith. And uh, so, uh, 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 James isn't pulling away from Paul, he's putting a copy stone on Paul, he's saying what Paul wasn't there to say. Paul was there to get these tremendous bases right. Now, Paul, James comes and says, no, operate that basis. You are operating, you'll see what you are. Um, and uh, he instanced uh, uh, two involvements. <laughs> Interesting. He went to two extreme involvements. Uh, there are times where you say, when, when, uh, then we get a little more into the depths of faith, where it isn't governed by ethics. Is it governed by love? And love and ethics don't always work together. Strange thing that they don't. Um, and he, the two instances he brings out of perfect faith are Abraham b- uh, killing his son and Rahab lying to get the son, uh, the harlot Rahab lying to get the spies out. In both cases, God guiding a, a, a man to commit murder, to make his own son a burnt sacrifice, and to do it. Another case, guiding a, a harlot, who presumably was still a harlot, presumably that's why the young men came to that house, she was a harlot, and yet she was a believing person. And she was the one who operated for God and uh, opened the door for Joshua to move in and take Jericho and start the, uh, start the possession of the land. Um, so here's, here, here's uh, the Holy Spirit justifying a murderer and a liar. Um, uh, it's strong. You see, don't judge. Don't judge. Um, uh, my friend, I was talking with Peter by this morning, for whom I get great benefits. not always easy to read. That's the great Kierkegaard, one of the greatest, most profound interpreters of Christianity. Some foolish man think he's wrong. He, if ever man's right, Kierkegaard's right. He knew the truth. He made that stop. He has a tremendous book on um, fear and trembling, the agony of faith. Uh, was Abraham a murderer or guided? Either he was a murderer or guided. Was he guided to murder? He did murder. Because he meant to do it. Because God had shown him, God had laid him, said, you ought to find out true life, eternal life. And you mustn't even leave your son behind with the idea, this is my son, this is... No, it's only because he's expression of eternal life. He's the, uh, the uh, transmitter of eternal life. And so, you ought to take him and physically kill him and burn him up. And you ought to see him rise again, because the dead, the resurrection will not be that burned body. It will be my life in that body. There's a great secret for churches. Nothing in the church. It's only his life coming out. Burn the church. Doesn't matter. In my mission, I've again and again said when we had that big headquarters, and uh, we had, we, they give us a magnificent, a 130 room magnificent headquarters in England. Uh, it was quite a centre for fellowship so it headquarters of our mission <laughs> I was there at the opening I said oh God may well burn this up because that's not the point the point was does the Holy Spirit come out of it that's nothing in these bricks and mortar because they're bigger no better than a small hut where Stud lived in Africa it's still bad it's does the Holy Spirit come out and sometimes God will lead you to some extreme so, so the world may see sometimes God wants to as I say destroy our buildings that's why I'm a, a church destroyer I said burn the lot 
because they signify something which isn't God or somebody yesterday was telling us here uh, one of your churches where the people are so occupied in, 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 in beautifying the building that's the thing oh my building what's a building would they trouble stuff so it has to come in and we leaders have to watch this in the union life we've got to watch union life what's that nothing what's a magazine nothing unless it's Christ coming through we've got to watch again become union lifers or some of that stuff like that sects or something anyway the moment they become death and the point is does life come out and sometimes God will lead three ways to demonstrate that. And uh, here he led, uh, uh, and the, 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 the phrase, of course, here God uses some phrases. Uh, he, in this great book, it's a wonderful book on faith, the agonies of faith. Um, what he calls um, the, 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 the night of faith, as against the night of consecration. K-N-I-G-H-T. He said, oh, the world, like, you know, in the old pictures of the old uh, crusaders will dedicate their sword, go kill people, go in there. In the chapel there, you have pictures of dedicating their sword. We all admire people who dedicate, dedicating yourself. Faith is crazy. Faith isn't dedicating yourself. Faith is killing yourself. A night of faith. Abraham's a fool. Abraham. I, I doubt if he told his wife that one. I think he kept that privately done. Sarah uh, knew a thing or two, but this was a high thing. A night of faith. A person who... Be, uh, go the absurd way there's nothing in the glory of the flesh left that God's work comes through that's a night of faith that's against night of faith anybody will oh, look at that magnificent dedicated person that's to yourself but the real dedication of was the dying of self Jesus was a night of faith he died a criminal he died a failure God Jesus didn't leave one sec success behind on earth his success is only in another dimension in the resurrection and uh, so, here God uh, uses this phrase, the, the teleological suspension of the ethical. <laughs> By which he means the fulfillment must suspend the ethical. God's teleological is fulfillment. God's purpose is fulfilled by suspending the ethical. The ethical was, don't murder your son. Uh, don't lie to hide those, 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 those spies. Be true. Suspend the ethical. <laughs> God's purpose is through, so you never know. So the... Uh, the uh, um, lesson to us is don't judge we had it yesterday over Samson didn't we don't judge when he went and married a Philistine woman don't judge leave a person to God uh, if, if we think they made mistakes let, let God take them the mistaken way that's how they learn and God's always beautiful he builds up the sea he doesn't destroy he doesn't come to destroy he can't ratify he builds up the, the mistakes so he's saying that uh, and he's saying, saying to them but uh, um, which this whole letter is now uh, faith is something which is producing well we know that now we don't take condemnation this is to keep on now we are producers we are producers if we're not it's the Holy Ghost better get showing us we won't get searching around for ourselves we are producing the, Christ, the life of Christ up to like we have okay that's all but he's just saying to us that is it that this life itself faith is production faith is a new life lived which has his inner background and it's not the same as something which merely is mentally affirmed uh, can even produce a, a trembling like the devil's but uh, it's not followed through by the evolved life then he moves into a uh, well it's something altogether the tongue again he, the, the utter aspect a tongue is a physical member it expresses a mind and a spirit and a voice a, a word but it comes down to the tongue he always is on the upper level the tongue speaking, what the tongue produces. Because the tongue is the agent 
like we're the agent of God, the tongue of the agent of what the spirit that goes on inside me and the uh, thoughts I have and the expression that come up to my tongue. Um, he gives a little word um, uh, about teachers there. Um, it's an honor to be a teacher, but he says, if you're a teacher, be sure you know what you're teaching. You see little buddy put he puts in there when he begins to talk about this. He says, My brethren, be not many teachers. The word here is masters means teachers. They will see the greater condemnation, uh, judgment. Uh, it's, uh, they put in negative words. They mean with uh, greater judgment than what you teach. Um, for many things we, we make mistakes. In other words, it's a, 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 um, if you teach, know what you're teaching. That's all. Be a teacher. If you're given that, be a teacher. I, I find that very much myself. I, I need to know what I'm saying. Whether I'm mistaken, I must know I'm mistaken. I mean, I must be to me the truth, if it's mistaken. I must give what I see to be to I must try and pretend something. So I'm responsible for what I give out. Uh, right here, because in those days there wasn't print. So it, it, uh, we, te- we our voices expressed in, in books a great deal today, which couldn't be in those days. So we may say the tongue in, in, includes the printed words today when they stream out. Um, and he's saying there now, uh, um, uh, it's good, but he said, uh, if you are teaching, know what you're teaching. Because you, you could be, you could be picked up, you're, that's, uh, we believe in this interchange, your, your brother picked you up, are you right? Why'd you say that? What proof you got of that? And you should know. And many of us who do, uh, we find that lots of us are coming, we'll be coming up, hope many of us are coming up, many of you are. Thank God, don't be afraid, don't hold back. If you've got to give it. It's just a warning. Be sure what you're giving is what you understand to be truth, not something you just picked up and theorized. As far as you know to you, this is truth. My great friend Kierkegaard again said a word which is great to me. The truth that edifies is truth to me. The truth that, the truth that edifies, that which feeds me, that's truth to me. It may not be all truth, it might not even be truth. As far as I know, because we try to relate our truth to the word of God, that's why we keep the word of God, because it's our safeguard. But it, it, it was edify. I'll give it, oh, that's real to me. Then I'll give it to other people. We only give what we've got, really. You know. And uh, if we give to the heart, it heart speaks to heart. And heart is edifying. If I give what's real to me, it's something that echoes in you, heart to heart. A mind bores so often, because you know it's only mind. And uh, this necessarily come down into the, into the edifying. Truth ed- I like that phrase. Truth that edifies is truth for me. And that's why I pass on. Then he speaks about the uh, the um, uh, 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 um, universe, the, the power of the tongue. Um, well, we all know that. I mean, we are we are moved by tongues. We 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 come here by invitation. Most life is geared to what we've heard, somebody tell and advise and see. It comes from the tongue. The tongue, of course, can be devilish or heavenly. Heavenly. Um, it can be stirring up hates and fears and pornography and all stuff. Or it can be pointing, uh, uplifting people in truth. Um, so uh, when you look into it, most com- everything comes through tongues. And so tongue, as, as he says, the tongue turns the, like the midshipman uh, the uh, in the ship, uh, the, like the rudder turns the helm, or like the bit in the horse's mouth, he says. So the tongue, the tongue is very real. Um, and then he says, he speaks of the negative, he says that there's a devastating tongue. Um, is it set on fire of hell? A tongue of fire. We get a little touch of the spirit in there, because spirit is fire. God's fire. Fire isn't this thing that burns. It's just out of form. The sounds are out of form. 
God is fire. Life is fire. Everything is fire, really. That's why you scratch a thing into spark. It's only how, how fire hidden. The atomic fire. It's fire. Um, and uh, so, spirit is fire. And he says here, the tongue, the word of iniquity, that defiles the whole body, set on fire for the terms of the set on fire of hell. So that's interesting, they put hell where it belongs. Hell isn't a place out there with a, a lake which you go to one day, it's here. Hell is, hell is a, 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 a condition, a spirit condition, a condition of self-awareness. Uh, 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 hell is, I'm for myself, I, I, therefore I'll hate this and love that and grab that and all this, all that comes out of uh, uh, self-government, self, uh, and behind that's a spirit of hell. Set on fire of hell. Because that's all hell is. Hell is merely what is in heaven. So it's not true. The only truth in the universe is heaven. Heaven is a God who is love. Heaven, of course, is the whole thing is heaven. This is the kingdom of heaven. Heaven is a God who is expressed in love. That's heaven. And we're a heavenly people who may expression of God is love. Uh, the other is not, it's, it's, it's a non riddle it's hell. Because it's geared in selfishness and hates and jealousies and fears and lusts and things that stream out of our tongues. Um, so he's saying, and then he adds, he gets a little closer to the truth, no man can tame it. Now he's getting a little touch of that. Okay, no man can tame it. Well then he says, what do you do? This is how he brings it out, very cleverly. He first says, this tongue stirs the world up and sets you on fire. The tongue can set the course of nature on fire, burns you up. Uh, the, thing, the angry things you said, and the rotten things you said, they burn you up and burn your neighbor up and influence things and stir the world and the tongues are... A, a devil or a, a, an angel <laughs> and he speaks about the devil tongues here set on fire of hell then he says there's something more about tongue you can't tame it he says who's ever tamed a tongue he says every kind of beast and birds and serpents and things of the sea to, uh, chapter 3 verse 7 is tamed and has been tamed of mankind the tongue can no man tame it's an unruly evil full of deadly poison then he suddenly turns and I says but you've got a problem now you have a tongue like that, you're a redeemed person, you, you were uh, uh, born of uh, the Spirit, and um, uh, begotten. Um, actually, I missed one little thing, when I was talking about proceeding from the being begat into the uh, law of liberty. It says, watch for the engrafted word. It's very subtly put here, I go back to that, it says, listen to the engrafted word. Now that's the inner word. So he slipped in again. You move from the outer word, uh, if, uh, the word of truth, which we're, we're begotten as the first fruit, that's wonderful. His own will he begot us. He began. Now he says, listen, don't get your own noisy tongue in the way. Don't get arguments and don't get rushing into forms of self and the self-expressions which get in the way. Listen, listen, for the engrafted word, uh, that's in verse 3, I've gone back there, verse 121. In uh, engrafted, put into you, it's been part of you. Now it's a worse cut to you. That's the word. That's the inner word. That's the inner Christ. That's the law of liberty. Listen to that one. Move into that one. That's where he's moving into the union life. Uh, now, you see, um, he, uh, he brings up this problem. Well, now what? You aren't like those we used to be, but the tongue is just a hellish thing. But he said we have an ambivalent tongue. We have a double tongue. He says, here, look, you know, we're Christians now. Uh, we're pretty good at blessing God. We're pretty good at saying unpleasant things about man. But of course, God doesn't say unpleasant things. He he, he, God only sees blessing and cursing. 
The Baba knows he's grey, knows he's black and white. So to say an unpleasant thing is to curse them in God's sight. See, it always says here, here, thereby, uh, bless we God the Father, that we curse them, we don't go, think we curse them, but we are cursing them. Uh, we're there with faint praise, it's cursing. That's Shakespeare, he said a good thing every now and then. Um, uh, so, you know, that's, so he says, oh, but what's the problem? We do that, now what? We ourselves, we're new people, and we have a, we praise God. And of course, this is part union. It took me a long time to see it. It's like that statement in the court with a long time in 1 John, where John says that uh, if a man says um, he loves God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Uh, he that loves not his brother we have seen, how can he love God we have not seen? And I said, that's not fair. Because God's very nice and you're very nasty. And so it's quite easy for me to love God, but I can't stand you. Until I found your God. That's it. See? Then only when I say you're God, then if I don't love you, I'm not loving God because that's what God is. Ooh, that's a hot one. That's the union come out. And he says, that's the same here. He says, oh, we bless God the Father. And, ooh, I, no good, I can't stand that person. I'm cursing him. Double tongue. How's that? Now he gets them. This is where this, again and again, the subtlety comes in unspoken almost, catching the logical out to see it. Uh, and you have to go back to your answer to, to Paul, really. He says, look here. He says, how can there be... He says, you can't have a fountain sending out two waters. He says here, you can't have a fountain send out at the same place sweet water and bitter. can't do it. Or he says, you can't have a fig tree bearing olives or a vine bearing figs. So he said, a, a fountain can't put out both salt and fresh water. See the logic? You've got something wrong, you can't be both. We're not both. See the point? You can't be both. You're not both. You're one. Come on now. You're one fountain. You're the new fountain. You're the fountain of the Spirit. And the pure fountain of the Spirit produces the positive word about brothers and sisters as it does the positive word about God. And therefore, the other not the fountain. It's a little mud coming on root. As the water flow out the fountain, you've got a little muddied on root, that's all. Don't mistake the mud for the fountain. You see? Back again, find out what you are. You're not a, a double person. You've not got double partialities or double estimates about uh, uh, who people are or, or uh, double questionings about uh, God's guidance and so on. You're not a double person. You're a single person. You're in the law of liberty. And so don't say you're double. Say you've got a pure fountain, affirm that you've got a pure fountain, a fountain of love, a fountain of appreciation. And we grow into it, we grow into it, we do, and we, I think as we go on, we a little more, a little more, we... We speak positively, and I find I check myself much quicker. I'm checked much quicker than I said something. Now I know I really, uh, that's quite unnecessary to put that side on that side, because I see I should put God's side on the person. Well, you check up. That, but that's not me. That's the, the other coming in, the false thing coming in, the double coming in through the, through the flesh, through the uh, tempting me to say something that my utter mind sees. And my utter tongue responds, that's not I. I say, that's not I. Don't take that. If it's said, it's forgiven. Don't take it. And, and stay on the positive. You're a fountain. A fountain can only produce one type water. You're a tree. You only produce one kind of fruit. So you see, I catch it each time and brings it back out of the double, from the double mind, from the double... Uh, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, is that it? All right? Uh, uh, involvement. 
uh, into the single. Um, and then he says, and there's a, there's a heavenly wisdom and a, and, and a hellish wisdom, which comes down from the tongue. He says, have your conversation uh, in meekness of will. Have a good conversation. Uh, show your, uh, in, in, uh, it says, uh, now show out a good conversation your works in meekness of wisdom. Uh, heavenly wisdom. Uh, so that the, the, the outstream is mainly, it's pure, because it's genuine, it's peaceable. It's, strongly, it's meek, it's peaceful, it can be entreated. Uh, you, can, you can listen to what other people can say about what, what you're saying. It's producing peace. And it's uh, uh, sincere and honest and impartial. Um, and this, this, that's the sweetness of heaven coming through us. That's, the, that's, that's what's called the, the uh, wisdom from above. Uh, he doesn't say it's a wisdom from, from He only speaks about wisdom from above. He says, this wisdom, uh, the wisdom of this from above, is pure, genuine, and peaceable, gentle, easy to be treated. That's the character. Gentle, easy, can accept words from other people and listen to what they say, uh, is genuine, is not partial, and ministers peace. This is the heavenly wisdom. And we know it in ourselves. We know it in ourselves. This is the heavenly wisdom. This is Christ in the way, ways we, sometimes the challenge comes, but we don't live, live peaceably. Sometimes you must move, as we see in Second Corinthians, sometimes you have to move to challenge. But you don't live, even then you do it with tears, as it were. Even then, the point isn't the challenge as much as the love. But this is the heavenly wisdom, and we know it in ourselves. He says there's another kind of wisdom. He doesn't give it, he just says that there's a, it doesn't descend, it doesn't descend from above, it doesn't say anymore, it just doesn't descend, that's, that's where there's um, bitter envying and strife. What strife? We know it. What's his arguments? Envying is a bad word. Because we have it more than we think. I'm not so conscious of that one, envying, uh, that, uh, um, uh, because uh, basically we uh, feel somebody has got more than we have or something. See, that doesn't come and produces the, the discord. And so the real is a concord and discord, isn't it? Generally speaking, uh, ours is a, is a word of concord, peace, love. The other word is discord. Watch it, watch it. And they say that produces. Uh, 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 Peaceable fruits. By uh, uh, operating on the peace level, we produce we, we produce a, a flow of life. Um, uh, the fruit of righteousness is shown by that, uh, meaning that there's uh, harmony. Um, so that's what he said about tongue. Um, how about it? Well, I better try. I don't know, but a little more to say. We'd stop there for a moment. A uh, little more to do on James covering the last two chapters. Um, apparently among the believers uh, there's a great deal of um, worldly greed and competition going on. We'd almost think it's strange, because we shouldn't. Uh, perhaps I live in a kind of atmosphere where I don't meet that, as it is, but here it was, and he was speaking to the believers and said, you get fighting among yourselves, because you, 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 you have desires, you want certain things, and you would desire them, and you can't get them, and then you even kill to get them, because you might kill the person's interpretation as well as their body to get them, and then you can't get them, and then you get fighting, 
and uh, uh, then you, you haven't got them because you ask, because you don't ask, then you can't get them when you do ask, you ask for wrong motives. A pretty gloomy picture. That's these first four verses of chapter three, because you're uh, out for your own self-interest. Because that wasn't true, you see. It's always the same thing. It's like they were captured by the flesh. And this, but apparently it's traced off very perhaps it does on some. So we have uh, desires, earthly desires, and, and uh, uh, ambitions, and covetousness, for this and that. And even, uh, even uh, uh, use, uh, gets fighting our, fighting our neighbors about them, whether it was in church affairs or not. wasn't say so here. And, um, uh, and even using prayer as a means for getting what I want. This isn't a, uh, a, a passage on the technique of prayer, it's only on the misuse of prayer. Um, and then he comes right out and says, you see, uh, if you have any other love but Jesus, you're an adulterer. Straight out. This is where he says, you are adulterer, you adulterers, adulteresses. Know ye not, that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore is a friend of the world is enemy of God. No two measures. Um, so there's only one love. Your love isn't your husband or your wife or your children. It's only Jesus. It's only them as they're given to you by Jesus as, as forms which you can love, persons you can love. You've got the soul love and the soul uh, involvement in life. That's Jesus, God, the Father, Son, and Spirit. If you have any rival love, it's an adultery. If you give way to it, of course, you can be tempted. There again, it doesn't touch that, but... Uh, 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 it doesn't even imply, implies that they went much farther than temptation here. Uh, they should be going in for things which were, were um, um, divided the uh, objectives in life. As he says, so, very uh, clear, you can't have two loves. You can't love Jesus and then have, really be grabbed by some love of this, of this world. Maybe to do with finances or position or persons or family. You can't have so it's drastic. If you've got any other love, it's a rival of Jesus, you're an adulterer. You're, you're, you're having an affair with another woman. You can't have that. So that's a strong measure, isn't it? So perhaps we need it, even though we may say we don't seem to fit in exactly into fighting to get some personal end, yet you never know in life. For a better money in business or better salary or bypassing this person or downgrading that person to be able to slip into his position. So these things can rise in subtle forms, can't they? Uh, or of course uh, in friendships rival because somebody wants to cut somebody else out for friendship or, or uh, as I say even even the, the wife and husband and the children taking uh, to uh, a place which only belongs to Jesus as an as a, as a exclusive place for Jesus well of course if you're a union you must have that for union is that union is you're not you so poor you if you're not you but you're Christ in you you're finished that, that you are, you are, you are that love. It isn't, a, it isn't really love with a person. It's like you are that person. It's a, this admit uh, the duality in the unity. Is that when you have unity, he is like you love him too. Is uh, people who don't know you get mistaken about that. They say, well, yeah, but I, I, I have God. And I'm going to meet him face to face. And Jesus, how can I say I'm one? You can't say it. You don't know it. But uh, it's of course the same principle of Trinity. How Trinity? one and yet three they're one yet they're three yet they're one so you can't argue with those don't know duality you only say they can only pick something up from you you know that this is your your, your centre of your peace and your, your, your sufficiency and all I'm not I 
and this person did it through me, uh, and therefore, of course, I only have one love, because I am that love, I'm mixed up in it, I can't have a rival love. I may attempt it, I can't have it. If I don't know that, I can have rival loves. That's what you're getting at here. You're getting at those who have this divided outlook. I haven't recognized that, that, that divided outlook is a false thing. It was crucified with Christ, it's not real. We, uh, they have Christ, Christ have crucified the flesh with his affection for love. Uh, God forbid that glory said the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, whereby I am crucified the world, the world to me. I am crucified. John, uh, Galatians 3 times over said, I am crucified, the world's crucified, and I've crucified the flesh. So, then that's not real. What's crucified isn't, isn't real to me, it's way up there. So, it's a, it's a, a falsely rival love, but it doesn't appear rival until I know this union. Then I say, ah, oh, I'm not that. So again, you come back, the only answer is to know the union. And because they didn't know you, and they were being caught up by some of these things, and to some extent they were uh, involved in uh, uh, rival loyalties and uh, even twisty ways of doing things and gaining things, uh, which, uh, by which they can be said you're an adulterer, you, you're in love with another woman, that woman is the world. So it's good for us not to be searched, because yeah, I trust it we've been searched, but say, hey, I'm not, I don't accept that. Uh, I may have had temptations that way, I don't accept that. Or, uh, we can appear to be caught out, it's the appearance really, it may be real to us. We may really have a rival love, and do battle with it. And our trouble is doing battle with it, of course. Because we've mistaken an illusion for reality. So it is possible, if we don't know the union, that we are grabbed by uh, rival affection, uh, rival anything. And uh, we know that. Uh, I've known that. I've known that, but don't, don't take it. The point is, you take it, you fight, you fight it, you take it. There it is. And um, you say, no, that's, that's not real. I just don't, that's not, the, I only have one love, there's God. And, uh, my love is to love people for their sake, not for my sake. Or to love things for the advantage, not for my advantage, for uh, others' advantage. Then you're free. The other love's always free. Um, so it may be, and they evidently were caught up by rival loves and didn't know how to fight them, and they had to admit, falsely admit, that they were slaves, adulterers, slaves for rival love. And so, in this case, uh, um, James does feel pretty drastically. And he says, I've got to be exposure and cleansing and humbling and crying out to God. Um, he says, uh, don't you know the, the spirit that dwells in you lusted to envy? It's a queer phrase, and there are two interpretations. One is that it's our spirit lusting for what they shouldn't. I don't think that's right. He says, don't you know the spirit of God in you lusting to get you right? He's, he, he's, he's jealous for you being wrong. And he's there working on you, I like that much more. It's, don't you know, Spirit of God's working on you to, to deliver you from these false things? Um, and, then, and then he says, it's there, because God gives abundance of grace. Um, God, uh, he says, he gives more grace, abundance of grace. And again, the second group, uh, second area of grace, he says, God, plenty of grace for God, of course, it's not explained. The grace we know is to be brought into the recognition, affirmation of the union, the, the realization of the union, then the illusion of the other. It's just in the cross. But they, he doesn't explain that. He said, but God does give greater. He said, he, and um, he said, but you've got to humble yourself. You, all right? We hope as believers they were humble. We hope that they were, it doesn't imply they were. That they knew they had no business to have these rival loves. So uh, God was just the proud. But if you come down and say, yeah, I shouldn't have it. Now you're sorry. Then you submit it to God. And they say, if you do that, the devil, you resist the devil, because the submission is the resistance. When you can't see two ways, you submit yourself to God, you can't resist the devil, not busy, you don't see him, he's gone. 
for the devil's out. He was put out by, he was put out uh, uh, his works were destroyed by Jesus Christ. And uh, so we're not, we have nothing to say to the devil, he's out. Uh, but we, we resist him by affirming who we are, not by fighting him. The more you fight the thing, the more you make it real. We resist, the more you resist the thing, the more you affirm it. That's why you don't answer temptation by resisting it. You say, it's not there. Um, uh, that's why I use that, that phrase that Jesus used in uh, Sermon on the Mount. He says, um, uh, um, uh, if uh, your adversary, he says, agree with your adversary quickly. Why is he in the way with you? Your adversary is someone opposing you. Because you don't reveal, agree with him, you grab you and put you in prison until you pay the utmost farthing. And the idea is, if, you're, if you um, uh, fight your adversary and your, uh, your temptation, uh, something grabs you, you fight him, he gets you. This is the end of tape one. Please continue to tape two. are purified but they've got to find out they've got to go this way maybe in a period where they've got to get things cleaned up they've got to cry to God it is why he says stop, stop being happy he's strong he says be afflicted and mourn and weep stop your laughter turn your laughter into mourning and your joy to heaven is humble yourself in the sight of God and he lifts you up so there are sometimes that people have to do business that there are black